Welcome to the dynamic teaching of Pastor Nife Ibiemi, lead pastor of Love Dominion Assembly International. It is his vision to unveil the culture of Zion through the word and discipleship. Ready, set, grow. Jesus, that everyone here, those who came in burdened, that they will return free in the name of Jesus. That many will experience the token of your deliverance, your delivering power. That many will receive, we will experience it this morning in the name of Jesus. It will not be just one of those meetings, but indeed will be influenced by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Your word says to go from strength to strength. We have come in the measure of strength and we are returned in a greater measure of strength. We are returning in a greater measure of strength in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Beyond the words, we ask that you touch every life, touch every corner of their situations in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name we pray amen praise jesus you can have your seat celebrate jesus come on hallelujah praise god i just want to encourage some of us here uh you know we we must practically um uh, enjoy we must you must decide to take more of the spirit or or spend time with jesus spend time with jesus uh we must not be too must not allow the devil to stereotype us we must yield ourselves to the spirit we have to surrender to the lord we have we have to surrender to the lord hallelujah uh and just 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 to stress this uh to tell us that you see uh one hour meetings on sunday is not enough okay, it's, it's good to kick off an experience but it's not enough. Two hours on Sundays are not enough. Three hours on Sundays are not enough. You cannot, you cannot practically live and build your life, okay? Uh, or build your fellowship or your participation in the things of the Spirit solely on these brief meetings that we do on Sundays and probably on Thursdays. No, it's not enough. You have to develop a lifestyle. You know, develop a lifestyle in your closet. Amen practicing the presence of God every day. You see, uh, some of us also need to also learn to, uh, as much as we try our best to make sure that we walk around with time, okay, we must, some of us must learn not to get used to SMS. Short message service, okay, is not too good for spiritual development. Are we together here? Short, now, when I mean short message, I'm talking about 15 minutes, to be honest with you, even one hour is not enough. Even the eight-hour stretch is not enough. Amen. But all the same, we just have to make sure that whichever time we have, we have to use it judiciously. We have to ensure that uh, we have an encounter with the person of Jesus. Okay? Because the reason why we are here, the reason why we gather, is not to gather. I, I don't know if I'm communicating to us here. The reason why we have come this morning is not to religiously gather because we have to gather. Oh, I'm a Christian. I have to go to church today. That's not the reason. I mean, so you don't just go and say, yeah, thank God I went to church today. And I returned. No. What are you coming to do? Why are you going to church? Amen. Why do you have to go to church? To fellowship, of course. To receive from the Lord. To be blessed. And also to bless. And I, I, can, I can assure you, I'm, I'm no, I know this 
down in my heart. Sometimes I randomly ask some people questions. Did you pray for me before coming to church this morning? I know many people don't see it as a necessary responsibility. For example, you're stepping out to go to church or by church, we're talking about a gathering of believers. So you're stepping out. You should pray. Father, I am going to church this morning. I pray for those that will be ministering. I ask that you fill them with your spirit once again. That they will speak under your influence. Amen. I mean, you do that. I mean, you don't need, nobody needs to know that you have done it. It's between you and God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Nobody needs to know that you've done it. You don't come to church, I've done it, I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed, you know? Because you've done it, then you come to church because you are prepared. Hallelujah. You're coming to church prepared. Then you get your Bible, your writing materials, you're going to church to be blessed. You have blessed. So, in, a, in other words, even while I'm ministry or while anybody's ministry, you are also blessing somebody. You are praying. Father, I'm praying. I was sharing the testimony during the week. I had a meeting with some folks here some years ago. I was, I, was, uh, I, was, I was part of a life program. I was in Nigeria. That was probably 16, 17 years ago. And I was in my hostel. It was my room. And I've shared this testimony once. There is one of my mentors or somebody who I looked up to, Prophet Kubos Van Resburg, you know, in, in South Africa. And I was watching his meeting live in Nigeria. And, and um, then for the first time, I saw this man struggle. I mean, this man does not struggle when he quotes scriptures. He quotes scriptures from his head. You know, he knows where he's supposed to go to. You know, he's quoting a lot of scriptures, putting a lot of scriptures. Then suddenly, for the first time, I saw this man struggling. And I was in Nigeria. And what I decided to do when I saw that I was struggling, I started praying. I was praying in, the, in tongues, in the spirit. I bind, I cast every restriction in the spirit. I was doing that in Nigeria. And right there, because it was, a, it was a life program, he stopped and he said, and he said to his church that there is a boy in Nigeria in a room. I see you in your room. He gave it by the spirit. If I gave my name by the spirit, right there, it was a live meeting. And he said he's praying against demonic you know, influences and whatever. And everybody in the church laughed. Because the word is a word church. Like, how can demon, you know, obstruct the flow of teaching? So they laughed. He said, true, true, true. There was. He noticed that. So everybody, none of you noticed it, but he noticed it's in Nigeria. That's what he said. And I was praying. Why, why was that? Because I was, I went to that life meeting with my jotting, jotting material. I was, I was, I was, I was expectant, yes. I was engrossed in it. And suddenly, the devil wants to stop my expectancy or expectation. Not expectancy. <laughs> Expectation. So I started praying. Then it said, you know, by the Spirit, you just give a word in prayer in the Spirit and prayed. It happens that when you're coming to church, you should come prepared. Even while you're in church, you are also part of the service. Amen. You're not a spectator. You're not sitting there. So, okay, you know, some, some of us, some folks, they're sitting there from where I came from. Message is 10 minutes. Huh? He has gone past 10 minutes. Uh -uh. That's from where you came from. <laughs> Amen. That's from where you came from. Amen. It's not love dominion assembly. Love dominion assembly, we give space for the, for the floor of the spirit. Yes, for the expression of the spirit. For the word. That's where you came from. Amen. Amen. And that's why you, you are not growing. Because you, you don't grow on McDonald's, you know, hamburger. Like, I'm not, I'm not demarketing McDonald's. 
But I mean, how can you make food? How can you call? You want to make other and your food is ready within two minutes. Amen. You can't grow on that. Just imagine you are eating that morning, night, day, every day. Hamburger. Short message. Short. You can't grow like that. If you want to eat healthy food, you go to the kitchen, you prepare it, you add, you know, ingredients, you cut all these ingredients, you put everything together. It takes time. It takes time. Rookie knows. <laughs> Amen. It takes time. I mean, you know, okay? Everybody knows. And, and, and that kind of food, you know, you're eating it, it's healthy. You can't make pounded yam or pounded yam. I'm sorry for those who don't know what pounded yam is. You can't make pounded yam in two minutes. There is no way you can make pounded yam in two minutes. With a goosey soup and with brocotto. With meat, with good... You know, you can't make those food in two minutes. At least, in fact, sometimes some people even start a day before. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, I think that, that, that should bless us. Praise God. So we, 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 we started last week on, um, you know, our victory over the accuser. We started accuser series. There's a need to stress it again, okay? Of course, no. We, I, I stopped certain, you know, aspect of it, okay? But we, we're still emphasizing uh, some aspect of it. And I, and, I, and I want us to follow suit, please. Follow suit. Hallelujah. And, and, you know, we thank God for the wisdom of the Spirit with the wisdom of God. Now, let, let's, let's do this. Let's start from, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Which scripture should we start from? It's always a challenge for me. Okay, let's start from John 8. Amen. Amen. John, and chapter 8. John, and chapter 8, 32. John 8, 32. John, and chapter 8, 32. Remember last week we, look at the, we looked at the fact that uh, the believing one is seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. In fact, we looked at the fact that because you are a believer, your name is also written where? In heaven. And because your name is written in heaven, what it signifies is that you have authority. So, uh, in, in other words, the story of John 3 is this. Nicodemus came to Jesus, in the, you know, he came to Jesus and asked Jesus in John 3. He says, Master, no one can do the things you do except God is with him. So, no one can do all these things that you are doing except there is a release there is a backing a support there is a father a godfather there is someone that is sponsoring it and jesus said you have to be born again he told him so and when jesus began the explanation oh okay he looked at born of the spirit i think we looked at that yeah okay look, look at maybe let's let's just do this john 13 we come we'll go back to john 3 john 13 so that we just connect the dots john 13 hallelujah uh John 3, 13, sorry. John 3, 13. John 3, 13. If you're there, say Jesus is Lord. Jesus. So look at what he says in John 3, 13. So Jesus speaking to Nicodemus. Now, just to help us a little bit, you know, because I, want, I don't want to go to the previous verses. I remember it was seen. Just to help us a little for some of us who are, you know, a little bit concerned about how pastor preaches. For example, I used to preach for eight hours straight, Okay. I used to teach for eight hours stretch. Praise God. Like eight hours stretch. 
like sometimes 12. We go 12 hours. I've done this a lot. I used to do it. In fact, that's my convenient suit. So because we just needed to make sure that, okay, everything, you know, can, we can encompass everything. So normally, this is the way I would have loved us to do it, to start from John 3, verse 1, and we'll read it down. But we'll not do that. So what I will do is I will help us a little. I'll give you a background before 13. Are we together? So the background is simple. Nicodemus came to Jesus. Okay, okay. there is a story in the Old Testament in Numbers about uh, when the children of Israel disobeyed God and God sent a fairy serpent among them. Okay? God sent a serpent among them and the serpent, you know, was beating them. I mean, beat them. So, and, and you know, Moses went to God in prayers and God gave a recommendation. Somebody said Recommendation. Okay, well, I'm going somewhere. So, Pastor, why is a recommendation? Uh, no, I'm going somewhere. Okay, so look at it again. Everybody, look, listen up. So, go. So, there was serpent in the camp of Israel. This serpent beat them, and Moses went to God to intercede. Okay, ask for the solution because they were trying to use several antivenom, and it was not working. That's one, that's my own addition. Okay, all right. So, so, but the bottom line is that Moses went to God for prayers, and God recommended. You know a solution so there was a recommendation and the recommendation was god told moses to set up a brass of serpent okay and put it on a pole outside of the camp of israel okay so anyone who is beaten when it comes out and sees uh, uh and should look onto the you know the the, the serpent is going to be healed so the the wisdom of god in this place amen the wisdom of god in this place is the brazen uh brazen serpent on, on the pole. Are we together, everybody? Yeah. So that was the wisdom of God in there. So there was serpent to bite you. You have to look at serpent. I'm going somewhere. So the wisdom of God was that. So that was the background. So Nicodemus came to Jesus in John 3. Nicodemus came to Jesus and asked Jesus, no one can do the things you do except God be with him. And Jesus told him, you have to be born again. And he said, okay, how can I be born again? You have to be born of the Spirit. Okay, I can be born of the Spirit and of water that you cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. Blah, blah, blah. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. And, blah, blah, blah. And, 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 and the guy was still surprised at what Jesus was saying. So Jesus told him, how can you be a teacher of the law and you don't know these things? Okay, of course, he wouldn't have known it. Okay, but Jesus was just, you know, playing tricks on his mind. All right, so Jesus said, how can you be a teacher of the law and you don't know these things? Because there was never a reference directly in the law about being born again, that word, okay? So, but well, whichever the case may be, Jesus said, okay, let me explain it to you as someone who has known the law, okay? As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Look at it. Let's go there now. So look at it. Uh, praise God. Okay, oh, okay, uh, okay. 13, that was 13. Okay, so let's now start from our 13. I think I've explained it beyond my... Okay, good. Are we together, everybody? Yes, Verse 12 to 13. If I told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of what? Heavenly. Now, remember we started, he came to him, he said, I want to do the things you do. How can you do the things you do except God is with him? Remember? That's how we started. So Jesus is replying him that if I told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you what? Verse 13, he says, no man has ascended up to heaven. Are you there? So Jesus is saying, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is where? Now, so Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus here. So this is actually the total summary of what Jesus was talking about. Of, of, this is the summary of the question that Nicodemus asked Jesus. So he says that no man has ascended up to heaven, Except the Son of Man that came down, 
Is that how they put it? So, except the Son of Man, except he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is. So Jesus is saying, he didn't say, he didn't say who, even the Son of Man, which was. He said, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So even as the time Jesus was speaking to him, Jesus is in heaven. So by in heaven, he's not talking about his whole body. He's talking about what? Authority. Because the question started with, no one can do the things you are doing except God is with him. And Jesus is saying, there's no one that has gone except me that came down and even still in heaven. Okay? I'm still functioning from there. Am I communicating to us here? So we can now look at the background of Ephesians 2. Look at Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. We'll come back to John 3 because we're looking at deliverance. Amen. Amen. That's what we're looking at. Ephesians. Go to Ephesians. Are we together, everybody? So we just connect the dot again that authority is you function in authority from the heavens you can nobody can say to have can be said to have authority if is he if he is not in heaven are you getting what i'm trying to say yeah if he's not doing it from the heavenlies so look at ephesians 2 ephesians 2 amen say i'm blessed look at it ephesians 2 are you there so look at Ephesians 2 5. He said, Even when we were dead in sins, as he has quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved. And he has raised us up together, raised us up together, raised us, past tense. He raised us up together with him and made us sit together where? In the heavenly realm. In, so he made us. He didn't say he will make us, he said he made us. So you have to understand there is what we call the post, the pre cross experience and the post-cross experience after the cross okay believer who has believed the cross is said to have been raised together with jesus not only that is seated together with jesus so if i'm going to ask you now are you is your name written in heaven you can boldly say yes are you seated with christ jesus in heavenly places you can boldly say what yes why are you saying that because the bible said he has raised us up together and made us sit together made somebody say made so you have to pay attention to those tenses there are past tense so when he says he made he makes it means that it has already been done so in other words you can wake up early morning every day knowing you can step out knowing fully well that you are seated together with christ in heavenly places remember the story when jesus told them that i am going to prepare a place for you for where i will be you will be what jesus was talking about was this place that post cross now said that paul by the spirit of god said we are now seated with him in heavenly places because where is he where he is we are so that's why when believers die now believers actually don't go to heaven amen i repeat again so when a believer dies now, the believer is not going to heaven because he has always been in heaven. So what happens when the believers die is, the, is an awareness of where he has always been. So the body is the, where the limitation is in the body. So the body, the body, okay, is buried, but the spirit is in the heaven. So it's more aware. So let me tell you, so you have to understand this. In the garden of Eden, in the garden, there was Adam and Eve. So, man was supposed to function. Listen up, everybody. Man is supposed to function by the spirit. I repeat. Man is supposed to function, what? 
by the spirit. So it's supposed to be spirit, soul, and body. Not body, soul, and spirit. It's supposed to be, so it's supposed to be spirit, soul, and body. But immediately Adam fell. He became more aware of his body than his spirit. Am I communicating to us there? So immediately he died. He said, we were naked. We found that we were naked. We hid ourselves. Was he not naked before? Okay, he was naked before. But suddenly he knew now that he's more naked than he was naked. Are you going to try to say it? So, so this is the point. When a man receives Jesus, he receives eternal life immediately. When you receive Jesus, you receive eternal life immediately. And because you have received eternal life, okay, you are also, you are, you are also engrafted into what Jesus did on the cross. By dying with him on the cross, you were buried with him, raised up together with him, and you are seated together with him. Say, I'm seated together with him. I can't just say, I'm seated together with him in heavenly places. Say, I am seated together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Let that be your reckoning. Let that be your consciousness as you are going to walk, as you go out, coming in, sleeping. No, just, just imagine that. That someone who is a child of God, imagine, think about it. A child of God saying, is demonically oppressed. Okay, so look, just imagine, no, look at that. It's an aberration, but it happens. I will explain. See, so there's a, a child of God who is seated together with Christ Jesus and demons are now pressing him or demons are affecting his life. I mean, it is an aberration. So what the child of God is supposed to do is to take his place in authority and use the authority. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. If you don't use your authority, if a traffic, if a traffic man a traffic police refuses to stop cars from moving. Every car are going to move as they like. I repeat, a traffic police stands under the authority of the government that has placed him there. But if he refuses to stop the cars and, and you know, to pass this one, stop this one, pass this one, they are all going to just keep moving anyhow. And probably accidents are going to happen there. But he has an authority invested on him. Not because of his size, but because of the government. So then he stays there and tells a big trailer, a big truck to stop. Just imagine that. It, it tells a big truck to stop. Why? Because he has an authority to do it. And the person who has given you the authority now, I'm, I'm not saying you are going to go and stop truck. I'm just saying, I'm, what I am saying is this. I'm saying that you have an authority, hallelujah. You are seated together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Hallelujah. So we started the story by Christ. And I got this one. And this is very powerful because we're supposed to look at deliverance. Okay? Uh, and, and I believe strongly that, you know, you know beyond, beyond what we, you know, uh, uh, you know beyond the, 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 the legal aspect of what we are, have in Christ Jesus, we must ensure that these things are vital in our life. Am I communicating? Yes. So we have seen this established. This is what we have in Christ. But you must make sure that it is your vitality. It is what is operational in your life. So God delivers. So look your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God delivers. That is the central point of today's message. God delivers. Hallelujah. God what? Delivers. Now, the story, if you read Genesis to Malachi, you will see clearly the story of how God delivered men, nations, or particularly Israel, 
God has always been in the business of delivering people. He delivers. He delivers. Hallelujah. He delivers. Somebody said he delivers. And because God delivers, your story is not going to be different. Okay? God is a God that delivers. The Bible says, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. He said, but God delivereth him from them all. Okay. Amen. Let's go to John. John, let's start from John again. Let's go back to John, 3, uh, John 8 that I said earlier. Amen. There is deliverance in God. So, for example, it is true that, see, let me say this again. You have to know this again. That spirits cannot be eliminated. You cannot eliminate spirit, but you can, you can make them dysfunctional. Hallelujah. You can disarm devils, but you cannot eliminate devils. Because it's spirit. Spirits don't get eliminated. You cannot delete spirits. Yeah, you cannot delete spirit. So it's spirit. So even when we say when we say Christians or somebody, not Christians, Christ, a Christian cannot be spiritually dead. So when you say someone is spiritually dead, you use the word you use the word spiritually dead, not spirit, not dead spirit. There is no dead spirit. Oh, amen. You can only say someone is spiritually dead. By spiritual death, you are saying this person is separated from the life of God. Any man that has not received Jesus, the life of God, is spiritually dead. It does not mean the spirit is dead. The spirit is not dead. So when the person receives Jesus, he receives eternal life, life. He plucks the tree of life and he devours it. So he's awakening his spirit, quickening his spirit, then he's one with his father. He's jointed with the father. Are we together here? So that person is alive in the spirit because he has received eternal life. But a man is said to be dead spiritually because he is separated from the life of God. Anyone that has not received Jesus is spiritually dead. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior into your heart, you know, I told us this before, very important, if I, you know, uh, it is true, it is possible, you, you know, sometimes we say well, we don't give our lives to God, okay, we don't give our life to God, but you can give your lives to God. Because I'm, I'm very conscious about words. Hallelujah. So it's not, out of, it's not out of line. So for example, you cannot say, well, if you want to give your life to Jesus, come. No one can give, you cannot. Amen. It's not logically, it's not, it's not logical. You cannot give your life to God or to Jesus. Why? Because you are spiritually dead. You are bankrupt of life. You cannot give what you don't have. Are we together? So what we did at salvation is that we received his life. He said, I have come. He said, a good shepherd laid down his life. He said, I give them my life. He, I, he said, I have come that you might have life. That is what he said. Am I communicating here? So he said, for God so loved the world that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have. He said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you might have life. So who is giving the life? So are you the one giving the life? So he's the one giving the life. We were spiritually dead. We came to receive the life of God. Now, but you, but you can say, I want to give him my life. Means my going out, my coming in, you know, my business, my life, you know, my singing career. My family, you know, my lives, like all my interactions, what I do, I just so. But what you do when you come to Jesus, you came to drink. 
Am I communicating? You came to drink from the well that will not run dry. You are drinking. You are receiving from me. He is the giver. For God so loved the world that he gave. We are not giving. We are receiving. He is the giver. Somebody say he is the giver. So that's why I, I told us. So Anyone want to give his life? No, you cannot. In fact, to be honest with you, at the altar of salvation, people are receiving life. Not giving it. You are supposed to receive life. Okay, look at that. John 8. John 8. We're going somewhere. Hallelujah. I'm blessed to be alive. Quickened by the Spirit. Loved of God. Hallelujah. John 8, 32. I'm trying to be slow and to make my words clear enough. So that now we say that they miss it. Okay. John 8, 32. Look at what it says there. It says, and you shall, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you what? You shall know the truth. And the truth shall do what? Make you free. Okay. So what does the truth do? The truth makes free. Amen. When you receive the truth, or you know the truth, the truth makes free. Look at this again. So Second Thessalonians. Because we are looking at uh, um, God as a deliverer. Hmm, should we do this in Thessalonians? Okay, look at, let's look at Psalm, Psalm 91. We'll connect everything. We'll connect the dots. Hallelujah. Psalms 91. Are you there? Okay, sorry, forgive me. Romans. <laughs> we'll come back to Psalms later. Okay. Romans 10. Romans in chapter 10. Praise God. Romans in chapter 10. We are going to read from verse from verse 11. Or uh, from verse no from verse 11. It's good. It's good. 11 is good. Okay, Romans 10 from verse 11. He said, For the scripture said, Okay, whosoever believes on him shall not be disappointed. Hallelujah. Ah, this is a powerful word. He said, Whosoever believes on him. Now, you are not the one to see. Oh, so many things are just coming to my mind here. You see, there are times when. Amen. Hallelujah. There are times when you pray in the spirit, you pray in tongues. And you pray in tongues or in the spirit to a point where you switch to understanding or interpretation of the tongues. It's an oppression. You switch to interpretation that you begin to declare Psalms. It's an, it's, 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 it's an, it happens. When I mean you are declaring Psalms, I'm saying you are declaring some Psalms and even after declaring the Psalms and you are wondering... Why would you have declared this type of psalm? For example, uh, when you are praying in spirit and you get the point, I don't know how to put it in. I don't know how to put it in. In uh, in uh, what's it called? In English. Uh, contend with them that contend with me. Amen. And you stop because uh, I'm not supposed to be praying for those who are content. I'm supposed to be praying for their salvation. But but really. But really, it is true. Amen. It is valid. Uh, but, but really, 
You might have even done that by the Spirit. Amen. In fact, and it is probably valid by faith. Because, eh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we together here? Okay, let's start. Let's do, let's do this. I was, discuss, I was discussing something with, I think it was Minister Sisi a time ago. And I was saying this, listen up everybody. You know, you know, this is it. This is it. God is not a toy. God is not a toy. God is not, God is not under our control. He is our creator, our maker. He's a good God. Now, but this is it, okay? God, there is what we call, God is good. There is the mercy of God and there is what we call the judgment of God. Am I communicating here? There is, there is what we call the judgment of God. I'm not going to talk about it today. I will talk about it more later in the future. Not now. But what I'm trying to say is this, okay? God can function, God, God can do things under his prerogative. For example, we're looking at the fact that um, Jesus came and Peter, when they came to arrest Peter, Jesus, Peter took sword, took a knife, are we together? And sliced someone's hair. And what did Jesus do? Jesus picked the hair, okay, and fixed it back. And Jesus said to Peter, he said, do not think that I can ask my father and he will send legions. No, now, now, this is it. What will the legions come to do? To play with people? Are we together, everybody? I'm going somewhere, please. Now, Jesus said, he said, Jesus told Peter, he said, do you not think that I can ask? In, 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 what it means is that it is a valid option. I can ask. Now, but he refused to ask. Why? Because of their salvation. Because of his intent and his plan to save them. So, for example, when I told us, see, for example, when Jesus, when they gave birth to Jesus, the angel appeared to Mary and Joseph and told them to pick Jesus and pick Christ and go to Egypt. Now, what did they do? They picked the baby Jesus and they picked Christ and they went to Egypt. Now, do you not think that the same angels, myriads of angels that appeared at his birth could not, I mean, don't you think that they can stand and defend him? They can stand and defend him, defend the baby Jesus. It would have been valid. I don't know if you understand what So this is what I'm trying to say is that the fact that no, the fact that God has long suffering does not mean he's weak. That, that's what I want to say. So there is there is long suffering in God. God suffers long. And his long suffering is because of repentance. The Bible says the long suffering of God is that not willing that any should perish, but that all men will what? We come to repentance. So that's the reason why God will suffer long. For example, when you see anyone outside, okay, who has not received Jesus and is doing wicked things, and you're wondering, ah, uh -uh, this person is wicked. The reason why the person is still alive is because of an opportunity can come his way. To receive Jesus and be saved. Am I communicating? I'm going somewhere. Now, but what I'm trying to say is that the option 
is available. The option that legions can come and orchestrate things for the deliverance of the righteous is available. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them all. Out with the Lord deliver. Leave it to him. Are we together here? That's why I said vengeance is mine. He said, don't take vengeance. Don't, don't go about doing vengeance. Vengeance is mine. But the point is this, okay? How he will do it? Paul and Silas, in Acts 16, they were in prison. Amen? Amen. They were in prison and they started praying and singing praises. Forget about how, whether they speak in tongues or say in Jesus' name. You know, sometimes, most of, most of the time, the problem we have is that we are looking for formula. But they sang praise because by the Spirit, they felt led to do praise and prayer. Sometimes by the Spirit, you just felt led, you start confessing scriptures. What is happening in the Spirit eh, is for God to do. Am I communicating to us, everybody? Listen, I don't, I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose you. Okay. What I'm trying to say is this. God delivers. You can you can be in a situation. Now, it does not mean the fact that you are a believer does not mean that affliction will not rise. But you must be certain in your mind that God will deliver. He is a deliverer. Hallelujah. The psalmist said, he said, he is my refuge, my fortress, my deliverer. God delivers. How will he deliver? Leave it for him. Let him do the deliverance. But God delivers. Are you oppressed? God can deliver you. You can be sure that God can deliver you. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you going through stuffs? Are you going through terrible times? Okay. Are you going through terrible times? Times that you can't sleep. You have been so much afflicted, but you don't know exactly what to do. You can bank on God to deliver you. He said, whosoever the sun shall set free or make free shall be free indeed. Look at what Paul said. What, I said we should read something here. Romans 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Romans 10. Look at Romans 10. He said, whosoever believes on him shall know what? For there is no difference between the Jews and the Greek. For the same Lord is over, the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. Now, the word call upon him here, okay, is not a mentioning. So, for example, when you say, Nefe, you call me Nefe, that's a mentioning. Now, the word there, when it says, there's no difference between the Greek and the Jews, for the same Lord is over, the same Lord over all, is rich unto all that call upon him. The word call upon him there is, um, is an appellation. Is, is, is a word that means those that have christened themselves or those that have surnamed themselves after him. So it's not just about a calling. It's about a surname. It's about a belonging. It's an identity. Are we together here? So for example, my name is Ibiemi Adenifer. It means that my father's name, so I'm from Ibiemi clan. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? So my sister here, she's also a BME. So you can tell that, okay, they are from the same, these are the family. If you try, if you test our genes, okay, we're related. So what, what he says there, he says, he said the Lord, he says, reach over all that call on him, the word call, up, call upon him, it means those that Christine themselves, that have identified with him. 
So this is where I'm going. Listen up. Are you following everybody? So, for example, when you have believed Jesus, so by, by calling upon him here, it also means relationship participation. So it means that, for example, you spend time, you worship him, you know him. So it's not like, for example, you are doing, uh, you, are, you, are, you are calling, you have to know who you are calling. That's the point. So it's not like, oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know, people do that. Hey, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh my God, Jesus. No, that's not, that's not the kind of, that's not the kind he's talking about here. So you are calling Jesus, knowing him as a father and as a deliverer. As someone who saves. Am I communicating? Okay. You can't call, you can't call 911 when you don't know what 911 is all about. It's just, for example, if you see 911 on the street and just dial the number, 911, hello? Huh? Ah. Huh? Oh, one one two. One two. Uh, okay. What are they saying? You cannot just call. You have to call because you know what one one two is all about. Are you getting trying to say that's one? So the word call upon him, yeah. It means people that have known through participation and relationship, they are surnamed themselves. And the word there is surname. It's the same word that was used, similar to what was used for saint. Go to Genesis. I'm going somewhere. Praise God. Genesis chapter 4. Genesis. And chapter 4. Are you there? So look at chapter 4 verse 25. Genesis 4 25. And Adam knew his wife again. And she bore a son and called his name what? For God said... She has, uh, for, 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 for God, she said, has appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to, slay, to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name what? Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. The word there is not the men because to say, God, God, God. No. It's simple. I don't know if I don't know the Bible. I'm trying to find a translation. I do you have any other translation? The other translation put it like this. Uh, then began men, began to call themselves, okay, by the name of the Lord, or worship God. By worshiping means they have a relationship. Are you going to translate here? There's a relationship. You cannot worship what you don't know. So let's go back, go back, go back, go back. Sorry. Uh, you can go ahead and do that study. Romans 10. Romans 10. Are you there? Romans 10. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? No, Romans 10, 13. So, Romans 10, 12 says, The Lord is rich unto all them that surnamed himself by him. So, for example, my name is Nephi. I am in Christ. God loves me. Died for me. I know what Jesus does and what he can do. So, and he's my Lord. Good. You now say, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon him, the name of the Lord, which means whoever interacts and relates with him, shall be what? That's why you will see verse 14 and start the argument. How shall they call upon him? They have not believed. And how shall they believe? We have not heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? So in other words, there must be a hearing. There must be a preacher. A preacher who introduces the hearing. So in the introduction, you will see, you identify yourself with the power of God. Amen. So, and it is where you now subscribe. To what you have heard, that you receive what? Salvation. 
So if the salvation here is not by saying, for example, someone say, well, do you believe in Jesus? I believe in Jesus. Okay. It, 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 that's not what saves you. Amen. So, for example, when you come to somebody, so, I, I remember I told us one time like this, I said, I said, okay, if somebody has been a sinner all their life, and, okay, don't let me go there. Amen. We are trying to make sure that we are clinical in the explanation. So, it is not, it is not that I say, Jesus, Jesus, that I'm saved. What makes me saved is what I know about Jesus in the calling. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Is he a savior? I am calling him as a savior. For example, you hear some folks, okay, Muslims, who say, well, I know Isa or Jesus was mentioned multiple times in the Bible. So we, any Muslim who does not believe in, you know, so say, any Muslim who does not believe in Jesus is not a true Muslim. That, I mean, they've said that. Somebody said that to me recently. But that's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's not about saying, Jesus, what is, who is Jesus? What has he done? So in, 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 in Jesus' explanation to Nicodemus, he said, hey, 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 as Moses was lifted, as Moses lifted up serpent in the wilderness, so also the Son of Man must be lifted up. So he explained to Nicodemus that there will be a lifting there will be a crucifixion. So whoever now believes on him shall be saved. So when you say you believe in Christ, what are you believing in Christ? That he is a savior. That is a deliverer. That is a healer. So for example, that's what I'm telling you. So I am introducing this to you this morning. That when you subscribe in your consciousness, that God indeed is a deliverer. He will deliver you. He will deliver you. Pardon my English. He will do what? He will deliver you. He delivers. Hallelujah. When you see Jesus as the healer, he will heal you. Because that's what you are subscribing into. But particularly for today's teaching, it's about the deliverance, the delivering power of God. God can deliver you from oppression, from affliction, from any kind of suffering. He does that. And he has never stopped doing that. And he will do that yet once again. Hallelujah. God is a deliverer. Hallelujah. Look at what Paul said there. Okay, look at it. Look at what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. I love that part and I want to re read it again. And I will close with uh, Psalm. Hopefully. Amen. 2 Thessalonians. Are you there? 2 Thessalonians verse chapter 3. It says, Finally, brethren, Pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified. What? Even as it is with you. He said that we may be, he said, pray that we may be delivered from unreasonable men and wicked men. For all men have no faith. He said, the Lord is faithful. He said, but the Lord is faithful. Who shall what? Establish you and keep you what? So listen up, everybody. Listen up, everybody. Now, somebody said, I remember somebody said, well, you know, we don't pray for deliverance. You know, uh, God deliver me. You see, oh, you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Amen. I'm serious. No, I'm, I'm, see, I, see, it is not about because that's the problem we have. Say, well, you know, we new creation and word folks say, well, we are new creation. We don't pray. There are wicked men. The Bible says, men, you say, 
He said, he said, pray for us that God will deliver us from unreasonable men. This is New Testament, not Old Testament. Are we together? This is inspired by the Spirit that God will deliver. Not all men have faith. Not all men have faith. You, so that is why you have to what? Channel your utterance by the Spirit to download your deliverance. The Bible says, Jesus said, said, a man's enemy will be that of his household. It is Jesus that said it, not even me. Are we together here? As I speak to you here, this night, this morning, this night, as I'm preparing for deliverance, I prayed for a, a particular deliverance. Not deliverance from the uh, from demons, because I know I've been translated. But those there are men who had who had position of themselves. I use the word in Yoruba, Babode. There are men who had, you know, I don't know how to put it in. There are men who had positioned themselves to be used of the devil to want to truncate your. So that's why you have to take a stand and pray. How God will not do it, eh? Leave it for him. Yes, yes. I, I, you got to try to say, yeah. That, how God will do it? Leave it for him. Paul and Silas were praying, was praying in the midnight, the way God did it. God would have, see, God would have just come and the get the, the way he did it for Peter. The way he did it for Peter, gates were opened, everybody slept, an angel just removed the chain, and Peter walked out there majestically to God be the glory. Amen. But Paul and Silas, they were not even saying anything. They were praying and singing praises to God. What happened was earthquake. Literal earthquake. Equal earthquake can cause anything. Now it is true his own intuition. I said, ah no. This man, because he's, a, he's, a, he's an evangelist. He's a Christian at heart. When he saw that guy was about to die, he said, no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. Hallelujah. You can take your position. Look at Sam. Sam, the Lord is our deliverer. He said, he said he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. I have told us this one before. Angels don't know how the way, the way angels do their own. Angels have... Hey, Lord, help me. Hallelujah. I won't talk about angels, but the thing is this. We're done, okay? Sam, Sam, Psalm 37. We end with Psalm 37. Hallelujah. Can you pray for deliverance? Yes, sir. You can. Can you ask God for deliverance? Yes, you can. Why? Because not all men have faith. Not all men. Not all men are reasonable. I'm serious. Not all men are reasonable. Not all men have faith. So that's why we pray. So God, I ask for deliverance. That you save me from this. From Alexandra. From this person. You will deliver. Send your hand of salvation. In this situation. You can pray it. I told us about 10 years ago, I was in my, I was in my house there. I, you know, I, I, I was there and from in the middle of the night, I heard a song. It's a Yoruba song, but you may not know it. So the song, a song that I don't know, I don't used to participate in. And out of nowhere, the song came out of my spirit. I started singing it. I came out, it was 2 a.m. in the night. I jumped out of the bed. I started praying in the night. Are you what I'm trying to say here? I remember that one time. So it, God can deliver you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God can do what? Can deliver you. I remember those days I was in campus. When I was, that was about 17 years ago, 16 years ago thereabout. I was in the hostel. And suddenly I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw and I was fearful. In my room I was fearful. I shared this testimony before. I was full of fear. 
That fear was not, is not a phobia for anything. Is is fear. Fear itself. I could sense it was so thick. I woke up, there was darkness everywhere. I started praying in tongues. I started binding in the name of Jesus. I started casting and binding. Now, after praying for like one hour, I just slept. I slept and it was in peace. Then, I woke up the next day. The brother that was next, like few rooms um, away from me, they rushed him to my room. He was beaten. In his, I'm sorry for those who are not part of, you know, from, from Nigeria, but there are, there are thick black magic in Africa. In Nigeria. What are you trying to say? See? I, I, sorry, I'm sorry, if, you know. What I'm trying to say, there are black magic. I know there are people that practice which I met somebody who said he's practicing witch here. As, as I said, the person was who said, I'm a witch. The person told me, I'm a witch. In Nigeria, witches don't, witches don't boast that they are witch. There's no, it's not, there's no, like, there's no prestige in it. Because there's no black, white witch, black, witch is witch. They, 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 if I, it was Bible that's now making me even think, okay, which, you know, somebody that's trying to control somebody, that's which. But the Nigerian style that I know, the African style that I know, is that the ones that fly. <laughs> so I said, well, they don't fly now. Those are science fiction. Now, <laughs> amen. Are you going to to say, yeah? That's why, that's why I want to remind us again. I don't know. Many people, even here from India, India also have such strong things. Even in Georgia, they have, I've seen a lot of people under the oppression of devils. A lot of people under the oppression of devils. Even believers. And you say, you say you don't want to pray for that person to be delivered from that oppression. Say, no, 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 you are delivered. You are delivered. Yes. He has been delivered from the kingdom of darkness because he has believed in his spirit. But the devil is dealing with the person's health, with his body. And you say you don't want to take a stand and pray and cast out devils. Why did Jesus tell you that I send? He said, this is shall follow them that believe. In my name you are cast out devils. He has given you power to stop demons, demonic activities. He has given you the power. You have to do it. Amen. You have to do it over your family. There is a pattern. There is a portal for patterns in your family. You know it. Your father, is the, your father when they get to certain age, this is what always happened. It has happened to, to third father, it happened again, it's happened again. And it's now on you. And you don't want to take a stand? Ah, you must take a stand, oh. You have to take a stand. Have you been delivered from the influence of darkness? Yes. But why must you pray for deliverance? Because not all men have faith. They are wicked men. There are people who don't have faith who go to the village and try to put padlock and lock. It is them. They don't have faith. But let me say this. This is it. This is it. This is a good news. Are we together, everybody? This is the good news. He said this. There's a sign. See, he said, when the angel shall see the blood, what will he do? Why is he passing over? You get now, The reason why the angel is passing over, the blood simply means, the blood they put on the signpost is that death has occurred here. So there's no need to kill here. Are you going to try to say, maybe you don't know. Because it is, see, it is angel of death. So the reason why he see blood, eh? So there's no need to come here. So, and that's what I'm trying to say now. Because we, also by virtue of Jesus' death, okay, death has occurred here. 
when I said when I said death has occurred here, okay, we are talking about the death of Jesus. Because the life you now live is the life of Christ. So death has occurred. So you can always take a stand. Take a stand, okay? And also sprinkle and utter the blood in your utterance. Do it. Let the Holy Ghost, let it do the remaining. I don't know if I'm communicating here. Let the Holy Ghost do the remaining. But you have to take your stand and pray. You have to take your stand and sing. You have to take your stand and worship. Forget about formula. Is it praise and worship that Paul did? Don't worry. Forget formula. If it is tongue, you must tongue. tongue. If it is pray, pray. If it is fasting, but make sure you are doing it in the name of Jesus. Doing it in the name of Jesus, you are doing it in the name of the one who died. Death has occurred. Are you going to try to say, yeah? Death has occurred. And that's how you download the deliverance. You need deliverance. You need deliverance. Everybody needs it. He said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. All men have no faith. All men. That's what I'm telling you. You are, in a, you are in a car. You are a Christian. Feel the Holy Ghost. And your driver is driving anyhow. Tell him to stop. Because. Are you going to say? The driver is driving, driving anyhow. But you are in the car. If the car has assistant, there is high possibility that it will affect you. Though you are, full, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. You are a child of God. There is a possibility of you disappearing. We are not removing that part. Okay? There is a, there is a possibility of that. But before you, for, before you get to that, that part of possibility, tell the driver that, hey, don't move too fast. Don't, gotcha, thank you, stop. You stop. Because not all men, what? Have faith. Bow your heads and pray. Talk to God. Say, I receive deliverance today. I receive deliverance. Especially for those who are, I don't know, you know, for, you, know you cannot just say you receive deliverance randomly. You must, you must have a particular situation that you have been locked around for so long in. Say, Lord, in this situation, it could be, you know, in Nigeria, you see some lecturers want to sleep with a Christian sister to give their mark. You know, I said that one does not need deliverance. <laughs> he need deliverance. How God will do it? Leave it for him. Leave it for him. Leave it for him. <laughs> leave it for him. He, the Lord can do anything. Leave it for him. Say, Lord, concerning my study, concerning my this marriage relationship, concerning this business, you do business transaction with somebody, the person carry your money and, and you know, phew, because he has no faith. He's not thinking by the spirit. You have to pray, Lord. I receive your saving hand here. Yeah. I believe you are a deliverer. I believe that you save. I believe that you heal. I receive healing today. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. 